0: gentlemen welcome to the because she can podcast hi everyone i'm stuti and i'm your host on the because she can podcast today we have an exceptionally dynamic speaker with us navya she's an independent journalist who runs news with navya and is also a climate action change agent so let's dive into her incredible journey today. Thank you Navya for joining us on the Because She Can podcast. Thank you so much and for inviting all me. all the way from beautiful sunny Goa <laughs> yeah. to Diliki Sardi. So thank you. Thank you so much. I am very thrilled to be here. I want to start from your childhood. And yeah. the reason why is because I feel for the kind of work we are doing right now yeah. to hold a conversation. But to be a journalist, to chase stories, to find the truth, you have to be an eternally curious soul. Yeah. And that's not something you can just develop. Yeah, I think that's something that you're born with, you're inherent. So I want to ask you, when you um, you know look back at your childhood, can you tell us a little bit about how you were as a child that led you to be the journalist you are today?
1: Right. So I would say, yes, I was always curious. I am curious. Uh, <laughs> I come from a defense background, so I've lived across the country, I was born in Rajasthan, I moved to different states, and I think one thing that has really stayed with me is that now when I talk about issues, say for example if I'm talking about an issue that's happening in Rajasthan, I can connect to it, because I've lived
0: there.
1: And even as a child I was able to understand that, say for example you're in a place like Jaipur even the locals living in jaipur are dependent on news to understand what's happening they don't have the time to go around and see what's happening in the city forget about what's Correct. happening in the country
0: yes so that
1: dependency on news media on tv on print at that time
0: yes. was immense whether they were right or yes. wrong yes so to yeah. give
1: them the right picture to tell them that you know this is what is happening both sides is really important and uh, becoming a journalist was never a part of the plan oh, really? yes it, it was, was never, serendipity? yeah it was never a part of the plan huh. i wanted to join the forces okay uh, my interest kept shifting i also wanted to be a lawyer at some point of time <laughs> and things just you know happened in such a way that i ended up in bangalore in okay. christ university yes and i did my triple majors in media economics and political science triple majors how did yes. you manage that that was hectic but <laughs> a brilliant combination i'm I'm really glad I did that because that just brought too many aspects together. We, you yeah. know, we were talking about public policy, we were talking about policy making, we were talking about the economy of the country, and then we were talking about media. And yeah. I think when you put all of this together, it's a deadly combination.
0: Plus with your upbringing, you had a very multifaceted Absolutely. view of yeah. India yes. and Bharat. Yes. And not just the metropolitan cities.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I have done my yeah. 12th from a place called Beena which is in where is bengal that? which is oh, wow. in the middle of a village because my dad was posted there and i had no other option yeah. so i used to travel 70 kilometers one way for school which is 140 kilometers in a day just to go to that school really? because there was no other school in that area yeah. So, I've given my 12 boards like that. So, of course, that gives you perspective. When you're that young, you may not be able to realize it, but when you grow up, it stays with you.
0: It's those experiences that make you Absolutely. be a very open minded journalist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, you graduated from Christ University and you worked with some of the biggest media outlets in the country. Yeah. Which, which
1: ones were those? Tell us so, a little bit about that. Yeah, so I uh, always wanted to keep myself busy. That was the idea. So I started okay. off my internship with Times of India, moved on to India Today. After India Today, I was with uh, The Logical Indian and Quint. Now these two are digital news platforms. Yes. To now when I'm doing my own. So yeah. India Today was a TV channel. My experience with TV was thrilling, interesting, but messy. Messy. Yes. Why, you
0: say messy, it, it's, I think it's a little too dirty to be in. Really? Yeah. Do you think I mean, more so if as a woman? I do. Yeah. So that's actually,
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm very yeah. glad you mentioned that because I remember standing as a young 19, 20 year old outside the BJP office in Karnataka. Mm-hmm. And uh, my senior reporter came to me and said, What is it? And I was like, okay, if I ever become a journalist, this man is going to have it for me. <laughs> Has he had it? I think he does. <laughs> My work speaks for myself. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's yeah. so many women reporters in the country. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so many of them doing such bold work, reporting uh, even when they're expecting jumping walls, reporting on walls, reporting on every... Look at Barkhadaar, did any man
0: do what she did? Exactly. And
1: there's so many of, uh, so many Indian reporters, Palki Sharma, so many of them, they're going abroad to, uh, you know, shoot on international conflicts, which I think is so brave. But then you have male reporters calling you out like that. So that was when I realized that TV is also a place where you have to fight a lot of unnecessary battles. Yeah. You don't get to choose. You need to fight those battles and at that place, in the yes. And at that place, journalism takes a back seat.
0: Yeah. So why be in
1: such a place where you have to constantly keep, you know, uh, fighting stupid issues that don't really matter. That... Wasting your energy yeah. on things. And it just takes a lot out of you, I think. So that's yeah. when I realized that let's try digital media. And also because everybody has a phone. I yeah. don't think we watch TV anymore to stay updated. Who Nobody Except does. Except like
0: maybe when the India-Australia match exactly, the one, exactly. is when you switch on your Tata exactly. sky. Otherwise we <laughs>
1: have apps for every channel, we have yeah. social media, we have Instagram, everything keeps you updated. So that was the plan, I wanted to be on every smartphone, I wanted okay. people to mm-hmm. stay updated and uh, that's when we started talking about issues at the Logically Indian. So we started talking about politics, women's safety, I was there a uh, video journalist I remember, I used to record a lot of videos and yeah. uh, we had a brilliant video editing team video team and we used to do amazing work together uh, a lot of our videos went viral at Any, that point some, of time
0: some of these videos that are very close to your heart
1: a lot of them i think my reportage during covid was brilliant okay. a lot of stories that we did when we talked about how under prepared hospitals in india are i think yeah. that really touched every you know uh, every Indian, I would say, because yeah. there were such heartbreaking videos of people standing outside hospitals, crying for their loved ones, you know, waiting for a bed. I think those videos really stay with you. I mean, I'm still not over them, definitely. Not. Yeah. So yeah. we we wanted that to become a voice, and we wanted the government to realize that this is not cool. You you need to look after your citizens. I mean, we know COVID was unexpected, yeah, but then we have to be prepared for a crisis like this. Yeah. So I think. At that time, a lot of my videos were picked up by politicians, one of them is on Rahul Gandhi's feed. Oh really? Yeah, so I'm in, not very proud of politicians sharing it, but then we got the views. We reached more people and I think that Fair was enough. the impact that we wanted to create. So when yeah. you do bold stories like these, you give the power to people to ask questions. That's what we would doing. The questions
0: that need to be asked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, and then you are, you're literally Rahul Gandhi's posting. Yeah. You. You're out there in, as a journalist with all these media outlets. Yeah. And it is a very prestigious job and it comes with a lot of fame and perks. But you decide to leave it all yeah. and go independent. Yeah. Why? Why did Navya decide to do that? I wanted to do a journalism. I wanted to be a
1: journalist, not an employee. I've said that multiple times. Okay, and what do you mean by that? I did not want my stories to become daily targets. I did not want to do five stories in a day to, you know, come out as a good employee in front of my boss. I did not want uh, them to set targets that, you know, you have to write six stories, whatever six stories, and they have to perform. Oh, really? And they have to perform them. By perform, I mean views. I mean, since when did journalism become about views? I mean, the idea was always to create impact. And and chase the truth. Yeah, and not catch eyeballs. I mean, there are so many. And who are we competing with at the end of the day? If you're a journalist, I cannot be competing with someone who's cooking something on Instagram or wearing something on Instagram. (laughs) I'm doing some serious (laughs) stuff. I mean, there's a lot of difference. I mean... If we're really talking about views,
0: then I don't think we can ever create an impact. And then, like you said, who are you competing with? Exactly. Supposing you have 100K views, yeah. then your boss will tell you to get 110K. It's and never And that ending. number is yeah. never ending. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think
1: that, that you know, that uh, race to get views really had to stop. And I, and I saw myself, I've written about this very boldly, that, you know, I saw myself uh, in the kitchen with my laptop. And I'm cooking dal, and I'm also typing, and I'm doing everything at once. And neither am I having a good meal, nor am I writing a good story. Everything is a mess. And that's how my days were worse. I said, this is not going to happen. I mean, I have a job. I have money. I'm not even eating well. I'm not even happy with what I'm doing. What's the point? So then I said, no, I need to, you know, if I'm here to tell stories, might as, might as well
0: just tell stories and not do all of this. But that's your story is so inspiring because... It's very hard for a lot of people to get out of the rat race and prioritize their personal happiness. So that's so inspiring. Thank you for sharing that with us. And then you started uh, News with Napya. Yes. Tell us about that. How how was that born?
1: Yeah, so the idea was to bring out stories that remain untold. That was the idea. We started talking about a lot of issues, politics, we talked about environment, women's safety, civic issues. But then we had to narrow it down to one issue okay? because we did not want to, you know, get lost in the crowd. The media industry is cluttered right now. There's so many channels, there's so many people bringing out so much information yeah. and bringing out all sorts of information that you have to stand out yeah. Right? and you have to pick a niche. So my niche was climate change. When I, when I realized that when I was working with organizations, climate change was the most neglected, neglected topic. I mean, it was last in the priority that, you know, if there is nothing to schedule for 6 p.m., just write something on the environment. That was, yeah, that was the idea. That is true. It's... And I was like, how do you expect people to take it seriously when you are not taking it seriously? When global leaders are denying global, exactly. global Oh, my way. God. Yeah. And, yeah. and just today, I mean, when I was interacting with a lot of speakers in the morning, I was told that, you know, children in the U.S. are, are facing something called eco-anxiety. They're anxious. Eco-anxiety? Eco-anxiety. What do you is, mean by that? A, uh, it's basically being anxious about climate change. It's how climate is changing and how you cannot do anything about it. I just realized I have eco-anxiety. Yeah, I mean, imagine. You just
0: diagnosed me right yeah,
1: now. I mean, imagine you're sitting here. You have so much to do. You yeah. have so many other things scheduled. There is pollution outside in Delhi. People are, you know, struggling to breathe clean air. And you're not doing anything about it. If you really think about it, it'll really get on your nerves. And but this
0: you... actually subconsciously, Absolutely. as a resident of Delhi, plays on my mind. The minute Diwali is round the corner, there's this anxiety about You're Absolutely. Absolute. I mean, imagine this was actually a story that we did recently. That since when did festivals
1: become synonymous with pollution? I mean, we used to be really happy saying that you know the festive season is coming. Yeah. We're going to buy this. We're going to celebrate this. And now it's about. You know, stay inside. Don't step out because there's pollution air is really bad.
0: Since when did we, you know, become a part of such a world? But, but it is it is a reality. Absolutely. It so, is. and because you're a thought leader on climate change, what can we do about Delhi pollution?
1: I think these solutions are complicated, but there are solutions. I think what the first thing that really needs to change here is the blame game. Achha. We need to stop blaming the people. People need to stop blaming the government. We just need to stop this entire game and together we need to look for solutions. I think we've had enough of all states blaming each other, mm. the parties blaming each other. And every year it's the same story. And it's not just Delhi, honestly. It's, it is not just Delhi that is polluted. Every state is polluted. I'm from Goa. It's peak season in Goa right now. There is, you know, you just can't drive on Goa roads right now because there's yeah. so many people in Goa. There's yeah. pollution. There's a lot of pollution. But nobody's talking yeah, about I, that. Mean, I have a nephew who is uh, close to two years old and we are worried for him because he's too young and he's breathing that air every day. So we prefer not to step out on most days because you can see the pollution, you can feel it in your throat when you step out. So I think solutions are simple, solutions are eco-conscious choices. Choices that you need to take, I need to take if I'm here for a day, if you, you are here for a longer period of time, I think those choices as to where are you traveling? How are you traveling? What is the mode of transport? How are your actions contributing to climate change? We can, you know, we've, I think the only thing that's messed up here is we're sitting in our living rooms and passing comments that, you know, Delhi is so polluted. And then we are back to our SUVs driving on the streets and Delhi is so polluted. It is polluted because of us. Of course, yeah. there are so many reasons, Punjab, Haryana, stubble
0: burning, of course. But yeah. there's no one reason that's really contributing it's to this. It's accumulated choices Absolutely. that have brought us here. Absolutely. And hopefully our more conscious accumulated choices that didn't get us out of here. Absolutely. So that's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, we really yeah. need to think of solutions together. That's the way forward. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> but, you know, I also want to ask you... Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I do, I, I am conscious about climate change. Yeah. But I also, all these documentaries and activists, you know, there's so much news and yeah. information on social media. Overwhelming. But the, it's overwhelming. But the minute they start giving me जञान I'm like, yeah, Mujay because you are preaching from a pedestal. Yeah. Which I feel, and a lot of people probably listening in would resonate from that, Yes, we do want to do our bit, hmm. but we also don't want to be preached down to. Absolutely. So, uh, so when you create content uh, for climate action, what does that look like, and how do you sort of balance this dichotomy?
1: Like yeah. So, so when I started news with Navya, the initial response was. This hey sir. So, I did. And did the. Di ye ye yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh-huh.
1: That is the truth. I mean, a yeah. lot of people used to come and tell me that, you mm-hmm. know, you talk about emissions, you talk about pollution. <laughs> you have to practice what you preach. Correct. You have to walk the walk, not talk the talk. You have to walk the walk. Yeah. You have to tell people that, you know, what I am preaching is also what I am practicing. When I say, SUVs are bad. I drive an EV. When okay. I say g- clean energy is the future, I have solar panels at home. Lovely. There is a reason I am moved to Goa. There's a reason I'm trying to talk about environment. There's a reason I'm trying to inculcate that in my everyday life. Uh, be it about you know my videos. A lot of if you uh, see news with Navaya's Instagram handle, you'll see me mostly in saris. And all of those saris are my grandmother's saris or oh, my lovely. mother's saris. Yeah. A week later, you'll see the same sari cut into a suit because I don't want to buy something. When people start, uh, start observing that you're practicing what you're preaching, then they resonate with you. Then they say that, OK, maybe she's not giving gyan, she's actually implementing it. Yeah. Talk to them. It's a conversation that you build. All the stories, if not, yeah, if most of the stories that I cover come from my audience, come from my viewers. They tell me that, you know, this is what is happening. Why don't you talk about it? Then they will also find solutions to it and give it to me, that, you know, why don't you talk about this? This is interesting. I think that conversation really changes everything. And it's, it's, it's so important to, you know, tell them the solutions, tell them what's happening, because we can, as I said, we can keep blaming, yeah? We can yeah. keep saying that, you know, this person is doing that. And there's yeah. this perception that people who talk about climate change, they never follow it. There's a perception. A lot it of is. People, yeah, a lot okay. of people get called out. But yeah. then, which is why you have to be very transparent about what you're doing. And that really, I think, changes the entire narrative.
0: I love that. Like these little, little things that you're doing, that your community is sort of seeing and like, and I love that, that your, um, this content that you're putting out there is actually also coming from your audience. Yeah. So then everybody feels that they're a part of the change and they're part of the community. Because as you, as you said, this
1: entire conversation is so overwhelming. There are terms, there is eco friendly, net zero, carbon emissions and sustainability and people are like what are these terms <laughs> and everybody is at a different level on their sustainability yeah, journey right exactly. there are things that you might be doing on an everyday basis to be sustainable that I may not do doesn't mean we're not you know we're not respecting the planet or we're not doing enough we're just at different levels on our Correct. respective journeys yeah so I think it's important for people not to get overwhelmed not to get scared and not to be in this race to prove who is more sustainable it's about what you choose I also you know, I'd like to say this because I think it's very important that whenever I talk about sustainability, a lot of people go to extremity. They say, okay, plastic is bad, throw away all the plastic. Aray, you That's could have used, used a, aunt, na. You could have used that plastic dump in your kitchen. Yeah, Why this woke culture. Away? Oh God, it's like, you <laughs> know, Navya said, plastic is bad, let's go buy steel and they throw all the containers that are in good condition also. I said, that could have stayed with you. Yeah. So I think it's very important and that comes from lack of awareness. So yeah. talking to people, explaining everything like they're listening to it for the first time, that's the agenda, that really helps.
0: Yeah, you can't oscillate to extremes yeah, yeah. with anything in life, Absolutely. it's about balance. Absolutely. You're now uh, an inspiring independent journalist yourself, but I want to ask you, who, were, who are some of your role models that you look to for inspiration? I think for inspiration,
1: my role model has always been my mother. If okay. I, yeah, I mean keeping aside Lovely. journalism, yeah. I think my role model has always been my mother. I have seen her work despite all odds. What does she, she do? So she was, a, she was a teacher, she's been in the teaching industry for a really long time and okay. now when we've moved to Goa, she uh, has started a very new career for herself, she's now a professional baker. And that was primarily the reason we moved to Goa she oh, wanted really? to, yeah she Fair wanted hap. to yeah mm-hmm. so she wanted to become a baker she wanted to start a bakery she wanted that typical life where you know there's this fragrance of freshly baked bread and cookies uh-huh. and everything that's happening Lovely. yeah so all of that is yeah. happening the entire day. I've just learned from her that you know I she told me very early in my career that you've got to be independent. you've got to be independent and by independent financially independent drive your car, do everything on your own, don't be dependent on me, your father or anyone. Even though we live in the same house, you've got to do everything on your own.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that push has really, really helped me. So there are days when, you know, she's also the editor sometimes to my scripts. Ah. She proofreads a lot of my scripts and yeah. uh, she's also someone who gives very critical feedback when she doesn't. I, oh, yes. I think we need and, and I think like that. that but it does yeah. it does so she's very brutal when it comes to giving criticism she's like no this is not making sense what are you even trying to say and uh, but she's also someone who cheers the most for me so i think i've really i've really learned a lot from her
0: navya you have taken a very bold step in your yeah. career and you stepped back from having a fixed salary working with big media outlets to being an independent journalist Yeah. So I'm going to ask you for a lot of people listening in who do want to take that step. But they're sort of stressed about what the financial repercussions would be. Yeah. Or they're just scared, you know, to make that change. What would your advice be to people like that?
1: I think I would suggest not to take any impulsive decision. I would not say that because I left a comfortable job where I was getting a fixed salary, I did the right thing. Or that is the norm. That is what Mm -hmm. you should do. I think everybody has responsibilities, different responsibilities, different economic backgrounds and everything, right? There's so many things to consider when you consider leaving a job. When you say that you're going to be jobless for some time, you're going to figure out a way to earn money maybe in a few months. I think that is something I struggled with for a really long time. That is also about making a choice. Salary to me was a drug that I was given every month. (laughs) Which I kept me you back. Yeah. Which kept me back in the company every month. That you know it's okay, 30th of the month, he, he care mahina Till when nothing is gonna change. At the end of the day, every employee is just a resource, right? The company does not really care who's coming, who's going. And I've seen that from all angles as such. Mm. So it's important for an employee to understand one thing. Can you really stay in that organization? and still be relevant, still follow what you like, report on things that you want, and still get appreciated. Or you want to leave all of that, you want to leave the financial stability, you want to leave that salary and start your own, or maybe join someone else, right? So that choice really has to depend on a lot of things, on your situation, on where you are monetarily in your life. But I think, as a journalist, the idea is to create impact. If you're able to do it with an organization you're fortunate if not i think the best ways to do your role and I there's know. so many avenues to earn money now yeah i mean there's just too many avenues to
0: earn money we're no we're no longer restricted to oh you're in a box or oh you're just a yeah. journalist or absolutely. oh you're a corporate employee absolutely like the world is our oyster and yeah. i love that
1: that i mean we, that, that's that's have the world changed right earlier yeah. we used to talk about engineering doctor then we switched to okay, IT jobs, now it's green jobs, sustainability, journalism, yeah. media, influencers. Influencers. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's amazing what, and it's people amazing. are coming up with these things on their own. Yeah. I mean, we did not really think influencers could be something that, you know, could really change the world. No matter how much we criticize influencers as such, we need them for everything that we do, to promote we do. everything that we, do. we, we really do. To reach a wider audience, yeah. I'd say. So I think there are too many ways to earn money, and it's really about what you want and what you can give. I would also like to add here that a lot of people want to be employees. A lot of people want to work for companies, live a comfortable life, get salary, and go home, which is and fine. Which is okay. Which is perfectly fine. I don't like the which idea of to get on. Yeah, I don't like the idea where a lot of people have started their own tend to, you know reach that yeah, everybody should start
0: their own or like how startup everybody should be a startup no. founder no <laughs> it's it's to each own. yeah absolutely so self-introspection int- yeah so self-introspection in- but i loved what you said that don't let your salary be your drug and absolutely hold you down absolutely. i love that so what's next for news with navya
1: so news with navya wants to become a platform for everything that's about sustainability okay i want because you know, I've understood that this sector is so confusing. When I started talking about climate change, people were like, "Kitne din Two days, 10 days. Because people thought it's such a small topic that you know, ice pollution but There's so much happening. I mean, yeah. when you talk about carbon emissions, when you talk about vehicles, when you and when you build, when you you know come up with stories that really relate to people. Like recently, I did a story on books. When I said your favorite publishing house, which is Penguin Random House, is using yeah.
0: 100% recycled paper. So people were like, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love it. And people were like, for book because, lovers, this is brilliant. Yeah, because I'm one of those yeah. that I just can't read a book on Kindle. It's,
1: I it's, need um, a paper. Yeah, back. the feel and touch yeah. of a paper is a must for me as well. Absolutely. So these are stories when you bring it down, you know, when you bring it out for people to know, they love it because these are stories that are also surrounded by them, right? And so many things. Say, for example, you talk about something like how I think today I realized I'm carrying so many chargers with me. Like there's a phone charger, there's a MacBook charger, there's something else, all these devices. But now there will be one cable for everything that you use very soon in India. That's sustainable. That is also yeah. so convenient for people who, for, like me, are on, are, oh, on, on a one-day trip yeah. and carrying so many chargers and you know getting them tangled up. I think that's so cool. So stories like that. So these are solutions, these are everyday solutions. So we want to build a platform where people can find these everyday solutions and where people can really understand what climate change is and what they can do about it. Because everything that we do now and that we will do in future will impact the planet in some way or the other. And it's no more about what you're saving for the future generation and all of that. Because even the present generation is suffering. The present present generation is deprived of so many resources already that I'm not even thinking about what's going to happen in the future. So I think the idea is to become a repository for all these
0: climate action news and empower people with information that they should know. I love it. (laughs) Um, So you know, Navya, we always do a rapid fire. But because it's with you, yeah. a rapid fire is also sustainable. Oh, okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out why. Oh, okay. So are you ready I for know. your sustainable rapid fire? I am. Yes. Okay. Let's start. Okay. So Navya, your first question. If you could transport yourself to any mm. natural setting right now and of course sustainably mm. transport yourself, teleport maybe, mm. Mm. where would it be and why?
1: I think to any forest. Because they're disappearing. I think yeah. the faster I get there the better because I'm I'm afraid I won't be able to see much of that. That's sad. Even but in you're Goa, me laugh. I yeah, know it's sad. It's, it's, but it's, I don't want to laugh, but that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, even in Goa, trees are like just disappearing. I want to be in a forest definitely, like a natural natural cool environment,
0: you don't need an air conditioner or nothing because I think that'll be nice, that'll be nice, okay so if you were to impart one very unconventional tip to everyone for living a more sustainable life what would it be?
1: I think this is not unconventional but a little misunderstood, a lot of people think that sustainability is about Using less of everything, but I would just like to remind people that less is more, right? Just use use as many resources as you want, just make sure that you're doing
0: it right. Okay, that's that's love important. that, love that. Again, back to travel. Hmm. So, what's the top destination on your travel wish list that embodies sustainable living practices?
1: I think I live in Goa and I think it's a brilliant place. I mean. I am living in Goa, but I've still not explored the entire state. And I think yeah. every corner of that state is just way beyond just parties and beaches. There's Absolutely. so many sustainable, eco-friendly practices that are happening. And it's you know when you when you travel there, you realize that it's been a part of their lives for so long. The it's trending for us now. It's trending for us now. It wasn't trending for them. It's, the it was Sousa a way God of life. life yeah, right? it was a way of life. Yeah. So I think that really inspires me a lot, and. I would want to, you know, when I have my days off, I would want to explore more of Goa, to appreciate that side of Goa. Love
0: it. If you had one superpower related to environmental conservation, what would it be? That's a tough
1: one. You could have multiple. Yeah, I think there's so so much going wrong that I want to have too many superpowers. Sometimes I just want to catch hold of people and tell them that, you know, it's serious, it's a reality,
0: it's not a hoax. But um, and maybe actually make them make make them believe you.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, just you know, I would I would like to uh, like people to think about it seriously. Just like give it a thought. There's so much happening in our everyday lives that we don't really get time to think about it. I think I'd like to offer some people some free time to think about (laughs) issues Uh that matter. That's a nice free time. I want people to
0: take some days off, think about issues that matter, and then prioritize. Love that. I'll be great. And just one last question before you go, so it's the Because She Can yeah. podcast, Yes. so I want to ask you, what does the hashtag Because She Can mean to you?
1: I think the hashtag is just perfect and one of the best that I've come across in recent times. Thank you. Because <laughs> I think women can do everything and there are such inspiring and amazing stories of women in different sectors and in different industries, in different walks of life doing such amazing work. So, I think this is also a big slap on the face of people who think we can't. I love it Navya.
0: I think we need to get more journalists and people who can give us such bold answers. Yeah. I think it's the most bold, vivacious answer we've got till. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you. I'm going to display this everywhere. Because she can. <laughs>